Welcome to Six Pack. I'm your host, Erin Inselman. This is an uncut show that supports parents in the enjoyment of raising children and having the fire and spirit to do life, with a side of sarcasm and humor, of course. I'm a mom of six, a wife, and a business owner in the health and fitness industry. Each week, myself and other experts will be sharing pointers and stories on parenting, self-growth, health and fitness, and relationships. Join me for this real and raw show dedicated to sharing tips, tribulations, and the triumphs of everyday life. Welcome back to the Six Pack Podcast. I hope you're having a great start to your day, great start to your week. And I just wanted to begin by giving a couple of announcements. One is I just wanted to extend my deepest gratitude to the messages and the posts and the different contacts that you gave Brianne and you gave myself from last week's episode in regards to her point of view and she and I speaking about anxiety and depression and what it feels like as a young adult to be going through some of the things. And I just... I really appreciate the vulnerability that many of you showed to me and how you shared your story with me, sharing your story when you are in that feeling is very difficult. And many of you gave me very personal information about yourself or the journeys that people in your family have been on. And I just wanted to, first of all, congratulate you for doing that because it takes so much courage. And second, I just wanted to thank you because I was able to share a lot of those. I was able to share all of those things with Brianne and many of you reached out to Brianne on your own and some of you reached out to me and I was able to share all of it with her and it was so comforting to her, just as you shared with me how comforting it was to you to know that you weren't alone in this. And that she also felt that and the fact that the community that that brought together. And that is exactly one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why I am so driven to continue week after week to do this podcast. Sometimes we have deep topics like that. And other times we have topics that, you know, are on our health and our body and you know, fitness and just day-to-day life. And so sometimes it's light, sometimes it's heavy. But I just appreciate all of you so much as listeners and appreciate the love and support that you not only give each other, but that you have given my guests that have been on the show as well. And speaking of guests, I got to tell you, we have some pretty darn good guests coming up here pretty soon on the podcast. So I have a couple that approached me a couple months ago and they have been listening and they, you know, had shown interest in wanting to be on the show. So this couple that we are going to have on here in the next couple weeks, they are rock stars. Their story, their journey together is absolutely amazing and interesting and full of life and excitement. And they are a retired couple and made the decision to, to pretty much sell everything that they had, buy a boat and live on their boat and sail 
to different ports around the world. They volunteer in communities that need help. They volunteer in schools and work with young children. And they are just so wonderful and so full of energy and spirit. And I'm really excited to have the two of them on here coming in the future as guests so that you can hear their journey and um, hopefully be inspired the way that I was when I first heard their story. Then another huge guest that we have coming up this fall as well is an author, and his name is Steve Schallenberger. And let me tell you that this man, he is he is absolutely amazing. Like, have you ever met one of those people in your life that just is so calming and so peaceful to be around. And you can just tell that, you know, in the words that they, that they send you and the words that they speak to you, that it comes from the deepest part of just, just actual kindness and, and love of another human being. So Stephen Schellenberger, he is a national bestseller author. His book, Becoming Your Best, The 12 Principles of Highly Successful Leaders, is, like I said, it is one of those books that I wish that I would have read like 15, 16 years ago when we first even opened our business. But one thing that I love about it is that it's not just for organizations. It's also just 12 principles of highly successful leaders. And some of you might be like, well, that's kind of a familiar title. The reason it sounds familiar to you is because Steve Schallenberger, actually, he worked many, many years with Stephen R. Covey as a key leader. Among others, he's helped build the world-renowned Covey Leadership Center. And so he has taken his lifetime of experience and everything that he's learned, and he actually himself has founded Becoming Your Best Global Leadership Company. And this company is actually devoted to helping individuals and organizations achieve like just their maximum, maximum potential. And so I am extremely honored and excited to have this man as a guest coming up here this fall on our show. I'm just, I know you all won't be disappointed, but I did want to at least give you a little preview in case some of you are kind of like me. You might want to read the book prior to it coming out here in the next couple weeks. So I at least wanted to give you a little bit heads up on that. Then another guest, and oh my gosh, you are going to love this. And I'm, I'm telling you this also in case you want to start following this next guest on, on Instagram. Um, her Instagram handle is Dr. Fit and Fabulous, but Dr. Jamie Seaman, she is amazing. So Dr. Seaman, she is an OBGYN. She has a background in nutrition, exercise, health science. She also is I mean, she is just a guru when it comes to like keto and she's a nutrition specialist. Not only that, but she's a wife and she's a mom of three little girls and she just has this extreme passion for preventative medicine. Jamie was a former athlete in college and she herself, after she, you know, was done with athletics and then 
you know, became pregnant and became a mom of her own. She experienced what many of us have gone through. She experienced weight gain and fatigue and low thyroid and in and hormone imbalance. And so I am thrilled, ladies, um, to just to have her on as a guest to talk to us about just optimizing our health and, you know, and living our best life. And so really excited to get to hear what she has to say. And she has so many different venues in ways that you can follow her as well. And so super excited about some of the guest lineups that we have coming up this fall also. And I just wanted to at least just kick off our show this morning or kick off our show today with letting you know what's up and coming. But today, I actually wanted to talk about the bucket philosophy. Some of you might be familiar with, like, is your glass half full? Is it half empty? I know I've mentioned before a book that is just one of my favorites, How Full Is Your Bucket? And so today, I kind of wanted to tap into that a little bit. So the way I look at it and the things that I have learned is that everybody has this invisible bucket, so to speak. And our bucket's purpose is to hold good thoughts and good feelings. And our bucket is constantly either being filled up or emptied. So depending on what others say or do to us depends on if our bucket is being filled or if our bucket's being emptied. So when our bucket is full, I mean, we feel good. We feel great. We're happy. We're energetic. We actually have a tendency to fill other people's buckets when our bucket is full. But when our bucket is empty, that's not the case, really. A lot of times we feel sad. We feel lonely, sometimes lost, sometimes confused. So let's talk about how to fill a bucket. You need other people to fill your bucket. And other people need you to fill their buckets. So if you fill up somebody's bucket, when you say something nice to someone or you do something kind, or even when you just smile, give them a hug, give them a pat on the back, this is called being a bucket filler, so to speak. But you can also be a dipper. So you can also dip into a bucket In other words, you can also take away someone's good feelings by doing something that's vindictive, hateful, mean, just being hurtful, doing hurtful things. Then this is called a a bucket dipper. And so you can never fill your own bucket by dipping into someone else's bucket, if that makes sense. So in other words, you can't be happy within yourself if you're constantly taking from other people and being a downer and being hurtful and, you know, just kind of doing mean things. And so today I just kind of wanted to talk about even some just simple tips, simple ideas on how we can actually fill other people's buckets. So how, in other words, how we can actually brighten other people's days. And to be honest, like kids are really, really good at this. And this system and this book has been adopted in many school districts. And I will tell you, those of you that are teachers that are listening, those of you that have kids that are in schools, you might be familiar already with this book or this this concept, so to speak. But they do a fantastic job in the schools of creating this culture and in the classrooms to where they have visuals, to where they have little buckets on the wall with little drops. And actually, if you've read this book, like you can actually go on the website and there's actually 
real printable drops that can be used. In fact, you know, when I had worked in a, a previous school district, this was actually something that that my group that we did, and I would print off the little drops. And, um, you know, it was kind of a challenge or, you know, it was an agreement as our group that, you know, we wanted to give to each other instead of take from each other. And so we would mail different drops to each other. If we were at different schools, we would leave drops, you know, in each other's mailboxes. And so sometimes as adults, it's a little hard to create that culture uh, within your workplace. And so I just kind of wanted to talk about some ways that as adults that we can do things that we don't feel like so juvenile about because our kids do this really well. And our school systems do take this concept and do it really, really, really well. And you know, they even have sometimes ideas like in the schools where, you know, it, it's um, one person's job for that day to be the bucket filler. And so that person is in charge of handing out compliments to their classmates or to other people within the building. And there's bulletin boards and everything all up to where that these can be displayed so that that everyone feels good about themselves. But like I said, as adults in a workplace, sometimes it it gets a little difficult because one, we have different stresses, of course. So I just kind of wanted to talk about maybe some ideas for, you know, filling someone else's bucket. You know, one is just hold the door open for someone. Say good morning to them. You know, thank somebody. Smile at somebody. You know, I mean, not like you want to go around giving high fives and hugs and all that kind of stuff, but just a smile goes such a long ways. Even when we're just, we put our phone down and we are active listeners So that, you know, the person that's talking actually feels and knows that you're listening to them, making eye contact with them. Like I said, just making others feel welcome, giving them compliments, compliment them on their, on their shoes, on their hair, on their, on their shirt. You know, if they did a great job, like presenting at a meeting or working on a project or something, like a lot of times that we as adults don't give each other compliments. And at first it might feel, a little weird to do because you might not be used to it, but the more that you do it, you'll see not only how much it brightens someone else's day, but how it actually makes you feel better about yourself as well because you're giving back to someone else. I mean, here's the thing. The book, How Full Is Your Bucket?, was based on research and it's research from the Gallup organization. Those of you that know the Gallup organization know that like That is the purpose of the Gallup organization is to do research and then produce courses, produce material, produce, you know, coaches that can promote positivity. And the concepts of recognition and praise based on this book, they're critical. They're critical components for creative you know, positive emotions, whether that's like in an organization, if you're like the leader of an organization, whether that's in your home, whether that's in your school. So the fact is, is that the Gallup organization, they've done the research. They know, and they have surveyed more than, do you know they have surveyed more than 4 million, 4 million employees like worldwide on just this topic of like recognition and praise. And what it means to fill someone's bucket and what it means to take, to take from someone else. And what they have found is that individuals who receive regular recognition and praise, 
They have an increase in productivity. They get along with other people better within their organization. They're more loyal. They're more like loyal to their company, more loyal to, you know, the organization that they're with. They receive higher loyalty and satisfaction scores from like other customers. In other words, they have better customer service. And the thing is, is that this isn't like me making this stuff up. Like this is based on research. And so in other words, there's a flip side to that. You know, if you're not someone that recognizes and praises, you know, within your unit, whether that's, like I said, your household or whether it's your business, then it's just going to kill, it's going to kill productivity. It's going to kill your culture. So right now, like the majority of us, we don't give or receive anywhere near the amount of praise that we should in our jobs. And as a result in that, we're much less productive than we would be if we were actually getting that that praise and that recognition that, you know, many of us deserve. And a lot of times, you know, even in our homes and everything, sometimes we're, we're focused so much on like what's going wrong or the behavior, you know, of a child or um, relationships that you know, that aren't meeting the standards that, you know, we've created in our mind, or like I said, not getting the praise or the recognition at work. Many of us live in environments like that, that are, you know, part of environments like that. And to be honest, like, it just doesn't feel good. And we just don't feel appreciated. And that is one of the number one reasons why people leave their jobs. You know, having our own business and everything, we've had the opportunity to interview hundreds of different people. And we just had a position that was open recently. And it was, you know, it was um, just like a front desk type position. But I cannot tell you how many young people we interviewed and every single one of them when we asked the question of why they were looking for, you know, a new place of employment or a change, every single one of them said that they just felt like they were not appreciated at their place of employment. And I was really taken back by that. I, I could not believe that every single one of them gave that response. And I think it's pretty telling sometimes, you know, to our cultures and to our organizations and to our businesses is that, you know, especially right now, like all businesses are, you know, are trying to survive right now and trying to do the best that they can. And so, you know, with that comes very high expectation for employees. I mean, I know that we have extremely high expectations for our employees. And so, I mean, I would hope that that Brian and I do a good job with praise and recognition, but I do know that there's also times that, you know, we could be a lot better at it. But I, I will say too, is that, you know, when an employee does not feel like they are appreciated, their work diminishes, like their work ethic um, goes down. And then therefore, you know, they're definitely like disengaged, you know, whether it's disengaged with clients, whether it's just disengaged with like their day-to-day tasks, and then more mistakes are made, honestly. And then, you know, sometimes it continues in that cycle. And I think probably most of us could understand and say that, you know, it can be that way in our home life as well, is that, you know, sometimes when, when our kids aren't behaving, you know, the way that we want them to be or, or seeming as if they're a little bit ungrateful. Sometimes we have a tendency to focus on like, you know, the negative things, so to speak, or, you know, all the things that they're doing wrong. And 
it's really hard sometimes to get ourselves as parents kind of out of that mode and out of that situation or with any relationship, not just parents and kids, but even like husband, wife or, you know, or partner relationships, like, or friendships or anything. Like sometimes when we're focused so much on the things that are going wrong or the things that we're kind of nitpicking about, we don't see some of the good things. And sometimes like, I know, I know it's hard. I know it's hard to find some of those things that are positive, but we just have to look for some of the simple things. And when I find myself going down that road, I actually have to start with the simple things. Like, for example, with my kids, you know, I might just have to say things like, oh, wow, you know, you you did a really good job of listening the first time I told you to, to get into the car, you know, instead of like the the 10th time I told you to, because that's all I'm doing is, you know, getting after them and, you know, hounding them about something. So I have to look for, okay, what are the little tiny things that she is doing right now or that the kids are doing right now that I can compliment them on? Because we all know that the more we're complimented on something, the more we're praised on something, the better we feel about ourselves. And then the better, honestly, the better listeners that our kids are. And it goes the same way in our relationships with you know, with our significant others, you know, or in friendships as well, is that if we continue to focus on all the things that are driving us bonkers and all the things that are like making us, like making us mad, meaning like making us crazy, then we're just going to keep getting more of it. But if we take a minute and we, you know, step back and see, okay, what are those things about that person that I really love? What are those things about that person that I am grateful for? And it could be as simple as something is that, you know what, thank you, honey, for like unloading the dishwasher for me. Or, you know, one thing that, you know, Brian and I, we don't always go to work at the same time. So a lot of times like he's already at work and I'll, I'll walk in. And when I walk in the door and he gives me a compliment or something, I mean, it just, it just brightens my day. It just makes me feel a lot better. It makes me feel noticed by my spouse as well. And so I think that sometimes, you know, we get caught up in, taking a little bit from each other, especially if we've been in relationships for a long time and comfortable. And I think it's pretty easy to be comfortable, you know, in the way things are, but we still have to make definitely that effort in how can we actually fill that person's bucket? Because I mean, let's face it, when we're nice to each other, when we're kind to each other, when we're giving each other compliments, when we're saying things like, you know, boy, I really like your new haircut or, you know, thank you so much for helping me bring in the groceries or even when the kids make the bed and it's not the way that you would make it, but they make the bed, you know, just thank you so much for, you know, making your bed this morning or like a pet peeve of mine is the fact that they don't like rinse their toothpaste in their down the sink after they after they brush their teeth but when they do it I make sure that I praise them like I say you did such a good job of taking you know and I give detail I'm like you did such a good job of, of filling up the cup with water and pouring it in the sink and rinsing all the toothpaste down like that makes mommy so happy when you do things like that and so I know it might seem a little bit silly but the look on their faces is pride and they feel really good because they know that they pleased me for one. And two, they know that they did something that, you know, that I had been asking them to do and they did it all by themselves without, you know, me prompting them to do it. So of course that's going to fill our bucket. Of course that's going to make us feel better. So I'd say, you know, as far as like as parents, 
look for the little things. Give yourself like a goal to where, you know, maybe, you know, you try to give them, you know, you try to fill their buckets five, six times that day or, or make it kind of fun like some of the classrooms do. You know, do something like that with within your own household. Get the little drops. Give everybody a bucket. Put it on everybody's like door or on their bulletin boards or something like that in their rooms. And, you know, maybe it's something to where, you know, everybody's got to give so many compliments to different family members throughout the week. And then they can, you know, you share them all at dinner or something like that. And then as far as in the workplace, you know, like I said, just be kind to each other. I think we can all probably look around our workplace and know the people that are bucket fillers and the people that are the empty people's buckets. And you don't have to necessarily be in a leadership position to be someone that fills someone else's bucket. I mean, let's face it, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling sad, when you're in a bad mood, your bucket's empty. But to be honest, like the best way to turn that mood around is to actually fill somebody else's bucket, is to actually be positive and tell those that you work with that, you know, even when you feel like you're running on empty, that tell somebody that you work with, you know, just how how much they do to make your job easier and how much you appreciate them. Do things like bring goodies for your team, bring breakfast for your team, bring in a, a bag of candy or whatever for the team to share, write somebody a handwritten like note or thank you. I mean, how many, like when was the last time we actually actually wrote a note instead of sending a text? You know, one thing that, uh, that one of our girls did around here, which I absolutely love was they took, you know, the stack of post-it notes and like every so often, you know, within, within that stack, like it's sometimes it's like every fourth one, every eighth one, every 10th one, somebody went through and they put different sayings, different quotes, just kind of at the bottom of the sticky note. And I love it because, you know, I'll be using one of the notes and and everything and I'll tear it off. And then I get to the next one. And then all of a sudden there's, in fact, I have them like I'm sitting actually in my office right now at work and I actually have a couple of them posted just around that they, you know, that I came across. One says, you are amazing at what you do. And like when I was getting ready to write a note and all of a sudden like that was already on the notepad, boy, did it bring a smile to my face. The other one, it says, be, you know, like I have another one, you know, hanging right on the edge of my computer screen that says, be the light in someone's life. Like what a great reminder, for me to be the light in someone's life. Another one says, smile. You woke up today. Damn right. Smile. You woke up today. And so that's kind of a fun thing to do, you know, or simple things like putting the notes in our kids' lunchboxes, putting them, you know, on the steering wheel of your husband's car or, you know, of your significant other's car or, you know, bringing your best friend, you know, their favorite coffee, stopping by, you know, one morning to give them something like that. The more that we fill each other's buckets, the more that we show that love and that gratitude to each other, the more we fill our own. And so when you are feeling down, when you're feeling sad, when you're in that bad mood and you recognize that you're running on low fuel, your bucket is empty, Remember that the best way to turn that around is to give to someone else. The best way to turn that around is to help someone else feel recognized, to feel praised, to feel valued. And the thing is, is that these aren't my ideas. Like this isn't coming from me. This is actually coming from 
research that has been done that this is human nature and this is the way that, you know, that we act and we react to, you know, whether we're having good days and bad days and the interactions that we have with those people that, you know, that we work with or the people that we live with, the people that, you know, that are in our lives. So I would say let's just all take a minute and recognize how full really are we feeling right now? Really how full is our bucket? And what can we do to keep our bucket filled or to keep it overflowing? Because we all know that it's work every day to do things like that. And then also in raising kids and in having relationships with our significant others, you know, I'm guilty. I'm guilty as this, as I'll get out, especially in my personal relationship, in my relationship with my husband. I mean, when he and I get on each other's nerves, boy, that's all we do is take from each other's buckets. Like, it's like, no, we're both so stubborn that we just keep taking and taking and taking from each other. And, you know, that's something that not cool. It's not good. It's not healthy. And it's something that I know that I need to do better at. I need to, you know, s- stop being so stubborn and step aside and know that, you know, by doing this, not only do I, you know, keep my bucket empty, but I keep the person that I care about the most, their bucket empty as well. And so, you know, just to recognize that and and to turn it around and, you know, make them feel valued and to make them feel, you know, to make them feel loved as well. Because if I do that, it's just going to fill my bucket and make me feel better as well. Not only that, but I mean, wouldn't we all much rather be in a relationship in a place within ourselves, a positivity and recognition than a place of feeling like, things are taken from us or a place of feeling, you know, sad and moody. I know I would. And so I'm guilty as everybody else that I know that I need to do a better job of that day in and day out with my kids, with my spouse, you know, and in my workplace, in my life. And so I hope that this was a good reminder for you, especially if you've heard this concept before, if you've read the book before, you know, because I wanted to talk about it today because I needed that reminder myself as well. And so I would encourage you, challenge you guys to just take a look at yourself and ask yourself, like I said, where are you at with that level in your bucket today? And how are you going to get it to the top and overflow it with yourself and with the other people that you love? Thank you so much again for joining me. And I am excited to talk to you again next week. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Six Pack. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today. Please share this episode with a friend. And if you haven't already, click subscribe. Rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Have a beautiful week and tell the important people in your life just how much you care about them. Much love and blessings to you all.